you are more influential than you think. You are better than you know. But the difference is, is that I might know it about you and others might know it about you, but do you have the, the powerful voice and the vocal presence and the poise to be able to influence other individuals? If you do, then this guest, Mulana Fausch, is the person to listen to. We're going to ramble through and talk about what it means to be that person who is capable of not just thinking of where we should be going, envisioning where we should be, but also having the presence and the poise and the vocal talent to be able to inspire others to follow you. Hi, and thank you for tuning in. You know, I don't know anybody doesn't have a hard time understanding what leadership is about. It has changed in the 21st century. And because it has changed, you know, there's not a lot of information out there that pulls it all together so that you have the steps you need to be the best leader that you can. Leadership is all about influence. And this podcast is about helping you understand how to influence others and to build the collaborative team that provides you the inclusive, high-performing workplace that you are looking for. Whether this is the first job you've had as a leader, whether you're an individual contributor, or you've been in leadership for 30 years, there is something for you on this particular podcast. It's called Remarkable Leadership Lessons, shared by Denise Cooper and her friends. And if you like, you can always go over to my website and pick up other gems that will help you become a remarkable leader. You know, as a child, I was taught that my voice and my presence and my poise was so important, but I never really grasped what that meant. And how do I transform from a child into an adult, and then into a leader, someone who influences other individuals. Well, most of us has been taught, have been taught that the way we do that is simply talk, talk powerfully, be clear, be coherent. But now science has taught us that it's much bigger than that. It's much more than that. And that for you to be the inspiring, remarkable leader that you want to be, to get the things in your life, to make that significant success that only you can define, then you have to understand how to do more than just speak words. Miluna Bausch is my guest today. She and I met in Dallas, and she's an executive communication and presence coach but her background started as a professional actor and a singer. She has a BS in music and a PhD in holistic psychology. And, and all of that has brought her to this moment to share with you some other things. If you want to learn more about her, she's written a book, Uplevel Your Communication, Evolve Your Presence and Speech to Change Everything. And it was the best book finalist at the American Book Festival. So don't take my word about buying it and reading it. Somebody else, much smarter than me, has said, this is what you want to do. So the first thing that I think I want us to go into today is understanding this idea of your, is up-leveling. 
you talk about up leveling quite a bit. And I don't, I know it's one of those words we say all the time, but I'm not sure we actually know what it means. Can you share what you, I mean, when you think of up leveling, what does that mean to you? Up leveling means upgrading, Mm -hmm. learning, a state of excellence an understanding of just how much power we have if we choose intentional, purposeful, specific words. We understand the beauty of language, the ease and the grace and the courtesy. That's what up-leveling means to me. That sounds really good. <laughs> and and it also sounds kind of lofty. <laughs> As we talked before we got on, I've got clients who say, who have told me that they've been told, or I even tell them that the power of their words or their energy is a bit off-putting. It stops me from connecting with you. And you just gave a beautiful, nice thing about up-leveling. How does that connect? I mean, bring it down to what do I, how do I make that right? Yes. I, when someone receives feedback, you're harsh or the impact of the words, or we just don't feel like we can connect to you or you're not open. These are some of the things we might hear, or you don't have executive presence, mm-hmm. which is really charisma and how we're, how we feel to other people. When we are more straightforward and that's great. It's how we deliver. Mm-hmm. It's usually in the delivery. We may just say, you're wrong about that. Well, most people don't like to be told they're wrong. Mm -hmm. Now, we're not saying lie. We're not saying be inauthentic, but there's a way and you always need to know how to deliver. Now, if you're speaking with someone who is super aggressive, you can probably just say it much clearer with brevity. I I think we're off track here. Let's, Let's make a shift. But you heard how I said that my tone of voice was still kind and it was still respectful. So if we're not aware and somehow we're being seen as blocked, guarded, we're not courteous, we don't show a sensitivity or an emotional intelligence, that's when folks may find it really, really hard to work with us because of that communication style. But that's just who I am. I mean, I I don't know. I mean, a better example might be oftentimes women and particularly black women are told, you know, they're too passionate, too aggressive, you know, too like in your face. Mm. Sometimes Asian women get the same thing. I don't think it's being that straightforward. I think it is a power and a presence and the power is the energy, I think, from the, the way I say something. And the presence is that sternness or confidence or, you know, I plant it and ground it. And that's intimidating to people. And that's just who we are. That's who that person is. I find some men are like that. It's not anything other than they think fast, they, you know, and it comes out as, And so it's often unconscious and just part of who that person is. How did they stay true to who they are? Or are there ways in which they can stay true to who they are 
knowing that, you know, 99% of the time we're unconscious anyway, right? What can they do? I think it's what you said, Denise, we need to develop maybe more self-awareness, more sensitivity, more cultural sensitivity. Mm -hmm. And as you said, we're not used to strong, straightforward women, we might say, people who will call it out. Mm-hmm. Now we want to be appropriate. There's a time and a place and a way to do that. And we do always want to, to speak the truth. The thing we want to be mindful of is what words am I using? And does it feel like I'm personally attacking someone else? Mm-hmm. I'll give you an example. I had a client who yelled at his team. He was like a child. And I said, This is actually abuse. And that's what he said to me. This is how I am. I said, we need to grow up here. No one wants to work with you. People move out of your way because you're a yeller. Mm -hmm. This is not okay. And that's just how I had to be so straight and strong with him. Mm -hmm. I said, this is so disrespectful. I don't care what you were taught. You are now in a leadership position. You have the unique ability to grow yourself as a leader. And let's turn this down. Let's find some ways to say this in an even voice tone, mm-hmm. still who you are, still passionate. But we've got to lose the abuse and we've got to you lose raising the voice. It's scary for some folks. If you're not from a big Italian family, perhaps like yeah. I am, or yeah. folks who are more naturally expressive, It is scary. And the other person shuts down, which means we are not truly leading as the best. And Mm -hmm. we're not showing up effectively to work with other people. Mm -hmm. And that's really our job. And so what, what would, how would you help me become aware of that? I would record or video Mm-hmm. And as a coach, they can certainly a person could hire a coach to be that objective point of view and see them in action, watch mm-hmm. how they speak and how they interact and observe and deliver that that news in the most truthful kind way, which is to tell the truth. Yelling is not actually a leadership style. <laughs> <laughs> You're not in the military. You're not. It's just not that top down, paternalistic, patriarchal, right. militaristic. We we need to move beyond that. Mm-hmm. I would say it's a combination of being humble enough to say, I need to I need to grow up here a bit. I, I need to change my style a bit to be effective. Right. People don't like me. Right. And of course, when they don't like us or they're intimidated, we're not going to get things done. Things aren't mm-hmm. going to move forward for the company or mm-hmm. for our own career. So those are the reasons why, if nothing else, take it in as feedback. Take it in as feedback. And I like to see how it feels in my heart space. This is more of a feeling activity. How do other people feel around us? Well, the feedback is they don't feel good around us at all. So perhaps I need to l- listen to the feedback. And it can be hard to hear. If we hear it more than once or twice, which chances are we have, then I'd say, let's take a good look at that feedback. That Mm -hmm. is a block I perhaps can't see for myself. Mm -hmm. So let me humble myself and love myself enough to hear that feedback and make a change. I mean, it could be love, but I always wonder because a lot of people don't know how to love 
let alone love themselves out of it. We have a hard time with that. It could be out of respect for yourself and respect for the fact that you are committed to being a good leader. So sometimes Absolutely. if you if you can't get your head ripped, wrapped around the, you know, doing it out of compassion and respect in a way for other people, because it is who you are, make it so that you're committed to being a good leader. And Absolutely. if you can get committed around that, then it's, I think it's sometimes easier to hear feedback that doesn't necessarily light you up, right? That's it. The commitment is the awareness and commitment are the places to start. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. If you if you can't do it for any other reason, do it for that, that you want to grow as a leader and make so, that difference. So we're talking about commitment. And you gave a great example of, you know, sometimes you have to give harsh feedback as a coach to people. It's not always in a, a, a comfortable spot for a lot of people. Why are you doing this work? What 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 drew you to this? I have always been in love with the voice. Since I was a little girl, imagine I was singing and swinging in the backyard, all all the television commercials. And I thought, I'll be a famous singer or I'll be a race car driver. (laughs) (laughs) So you can tell from what I just said, I'm very auditory. Yes, I can identify car engines by the sound. I know the car by the sound of the engine. (laughs) Yes. Fun fact, folks, that's for your audience here. I was just always aware of voices that made me lean in Mm -hmm. from a singer or an actor or a leader, CEO that I loved, a minister, a spoken word poet, whatever that could be. There was such a difference in people's voice and frequency and ability to share and connect. And I started singing lessons early. I started acting lessons. I played the flute and the piano. So music was very much a part. But I was always paying attention to how does a person's voice impact or influence the other person? Did Mm -hmm. they respond or did they react? Mm -hmm. And I look at that in hospitality. I look at that in the arts. I look at that in business. And I'm the great experimenter. So I had a ton of jobs, nine to five, you name it, I might have done it. Actor, professional singer, all of that. And I just continued to study the voice, the care of the voice, communication, language, the psychology of it. And I feel that using our voice well, or building it just like any other muscle or skill, is a path to self-expression. It's Mm -hmm. actually healthy. It's a path to wellness because we're going to learn more about ourselves or others or the world, hopefully Mm -hmm. all three. I used to work with actors and singers, but they weren't the best clients because they said they didn't have money or they didn't need to train. Mm -hmm. Any great vocalist or leader, they're trained and they're getting training right now. I have a coach. I have two. You probably have your own coaches, yep. Denise. Yep. I still have my voice coach in LA from time to time. That's why I'm in this. I believe each person's voice really can change everything when they speak up or speak out mm-hmm. for something that matters to them. Tell, tell us a story or tell us one of your experiences Maybe your toughest client or your most interesting client. (laughs) I love that. I had a woman, this was when I lived in Silicon Valley, and I used to go on the train 
to her apartment in San Francisco. She worked for a major company. We won't say the name. She happened to be born in Russia and spoke some other languages, of course, including English. And she was so intelligent and had such a high IQ, very driven, very aggressive, quite a gorgeous woman physically. Mm -hmm. What she could not do was make what she called small talk or conversation, or what do I say to my boss in the elevator on the way up to the office? She was afraid to be warm, believe it or not. She was afraid to be vulnerable because her culture was all about your level of education, your level of income, and your job title. And so we worked on, believe it or not, a lot of improv. And I would just suggest to her ways to say good morning, What did you do on the weekend? I said, I know for you, this feels small, but it won't feel small to the other person. If you really want to know, we've got to have something you really want to know that you really do care about, but you've got to find a common ground or a connection. And we just kept working with being okay with that Mm -hmm. and being okay with two or three talking points. Mm -hmm. So she had a dog. So I said, a whole lot of people have dogs. A lot of people love dogs. That can be one way in. And we developed three ways in for her to begin to connect with her boss or someone Mm -hmm. else at her company so that she could be seen as professional and warmer because unfortunately women also need to be seen as somewhat approachable or friendly. We know this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) She became much better. In fact, she volunteered to do a training for her entire company, presented in front of the entire company. She was terrified, but we worked for, I think, eight to 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. practicing, bringing it down to easy to understand language, Mm. bringing it down to brevity. And so I would set a timer for two minutes and require her to say what she needed to say around one topic for two minutes. And she got oh, that's to a tough point. exercise. That's a tough isn't, exercise. Isn't that yeah. tough? Yeah, and that's it, a really hard exercise. <laughs> and it began to work after four weeks, Denise. Yeah. Because she got down to uh, more common so people could. She, they didn't know what she was presenting. They didn't know the software. You got to break it down so people know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. And when we're that smart and more engineer, we go on and on for 10, 20 minutes. Well, Mm -hmm. nobody cares. She was able to break it down into clear sound bites and concepts Mm -hmm. that her audience could hear and her audience could absorb, and they had a million questions. Rather than leaving that dead silence, because everybody's like, I uh, was back, <laughs> yeah, I was back at, you know, slide two, and we're on slide 22. Exactly. It was just a group of slides. So we made it approachable, and we took it down, and she did so, she got such positive feedback. Mm-hmm. I think that's when her life changed, because she didn't really allow herself to feel that way. Mm-hmm. It, it really changed her life. I was so proud of her. What made her come to see you? I mean, or, or seek out someone? Because I think many people just, it just doesn't occur to them to seek out somebody. They, you know, they expect the company to provide a mentor or a sponsor or something like that. But I, 
I don't know about you. I find the best leaders are really proactive. Absolutely. I believe she found me on LinkedIn or through my website. And as you said, mentors are great. All of that's great. But they're typically not an expert in what I do, or they're not an expert in what you do. Yes, there are voice coaches and speech coaches. I've never met one with the background as extensive as I have, not the psychology, the business, and the showbiz background, Mm -hmm. which is really the difference in my training. So give us an example of how you blend it, the psychology and the showbiz together. For me, the psychology is just human behavior. So if we understand that if I communicate better and I ask clearly what I want, chances are I'll get it. And and I test this all the time out there in the world, in the marketplace. If I'm confident, I believe I deserve it. I'm clear in my speech and my delivery. 99% of the time I will get it. Mm-hmm. Because I think people want to help us. Mm-hmm. And so if we know that we're in a benevolent planet, no matter what it looks like some days, and we feel like whatever, if we know that we're wired to succeed and grow and explore, and then I can teach them camera technique, how to be on this camera for Zoom or the beautiful microphones we're on right now for this podcast, then I can help them have a voice that has more power out there. So I'll demonstrate if I lower my voice now, I'm down in my throat. You heard that that has no richness, that has no carrying power. It sounds like maybe I'm lazy, I'm bored, I'm uninterested. Who wants to listen to a voice like that? Mm -hmm. Even if we don't know what the problem is, we can feel, wow, she sounds like she's not all that interested. So I drop down in my throat. That's the combination of the physical, the energetic, the mental, the emotional. That's bringing your whole self to the game or not. Or not. That <laughs> good not, point. Not being, yeah, that not being dis- that interested. What gets in, what gets in the way um, for most people or certainly people as you're out here, like me, we're out here kind of talking to anybody and everybody who'll listen. But what gets in their way of taking that first step? There's a number of things. I think, number one, people have said, you can't change your voice. Ah. I'm not sure where that came from. Well, of course you can. Mm -hmm. And I think they're afraid of it because maybe they think, oh, my pitch will go up or something strange will happen. Well, number one, you don't hire an amateur. Don't ever go to a voice coach who is not highly trained because it is your voice. It's having the vulnerability or understanding, just like I work out in the gym, my voice can be built to a better voice. Mm -hmm. Most actors and singers and even ministers, lawyers in the courtroom, Mm -hmm. they've had voice lessons and acting lessons. They may not admit that because they want everybody to think it was natural Mm -hmm. talent. Oh, they have voice coaches. And it's a resistance to changing something about ourselves. So I think we're afraid to look at the voice well, that's so personal. Oh, what if she does something I don't like? Or what if my coach tells me it's unknown territory, it's personal, and it's vulnerable? Mm-hmm. There's also an, the ego that wants to protect us and the resistance. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't really need to change. Well, 
maybe that's not true though. Maybe that's your ego, which is making up a story based on the past, which is not the present and not who you are. Right, right. And you mentioned earlier, if we're committed, even if it's just at that base level to be a better leader, a better CEO, a better woman, man, say what you want, you know what's in your heart, then we're probably going to need to do some change and growth. And Mm -hmm. we're going to be willing, we're going to need to be willing to go to uncomfortable world, knowing that if we'll go there and feel whatever crappy, if I could say that for a while, it's going to get easier and better. And I will have learned something about leadership and what it takes. The whole idea of influencing other people, because, you know, let's not forget everybody that leadership is really about your ability to influence people to get something done generally for a common goal. And so if you're not good at using your whole self, because that's really what you're talking about is your whole self from your voice to your intellect, to your skills and knowledge experience that you brought to the table to be able to influence people, then you're not as good a leader as you possibly could be. And, you know, as you talk about this, it reminds me of all of the folks who will, who tell me immediately, oh, I've got the imposter syndrome. And I debate with several people on this podcast, whether that's real or not. Um, I think it's a skill issue. Um, And that once you learn the skills, particularly this idea of voice and poise and presence, if you can nail those three things, which are teachable skills, you may be uncomfortable with the process of determining what you're going to (laughs) say. Yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Agree. (laughs) Or the process of having a difficult conversation with somebody or the conversation, you know, difficult with asking for something that you don't maybe you don't believe you're going to be able to get because we've psyched ourselves into believing we're not going to do it. But if you have the power, the voice, the right tone and know how to use tonal inflections, poise and presence. I think what you just said is that you're going to get what you want is true. Do you agree? I agree. Love how you said that, Denise. Now, I'll back up just for a second. When I was a little girl, I was told to be quiet. Mm. You are to be seen and not heard. And even in my case, I wasn't really supposed to be seen either. Yeah. That whole era of children sit down and your opinion doesn't matter. So is it any wonder I had to find my own voice first? And it's what you said. Now, am I always comfortable in a tough conversation? No, I'm not. Yeah. Especially if I'm going to have to tell the truth, which is what I always do. I'm going to need to be kind or maybe soften my volume depending on who it is. I need to have the savvy, as you said, and the skill to do that. And I agree. I don't think there is an imposter syndrome. What it really is, is our own lack of skill or confidence There is also hostile work environments. I've been in them. You've been in them. There's racism and there's prejudice. There's there's male dominated. There's tech centric and engineers. It's hostile. And so we say, oh, it's imposter syndrome. No, it's the culture. It's the environment that we've been put into or agreed upon 
And I mean, I've been sexually harassed, you name it. We could talk Mm -hmm. about a lot of this stuff. I was propositioned every day Mm -hmm. at my first job and I handled it, but well, I'd handle it differently now. Let's just say that. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, You can maybe read between my words there, folks who are listening to us right now. And I can't say politely what I would say now. However, I think we owe it to ourselves in our own spirit and our own grace and the reason we're here, because we all have a great purpose. Mm -hmm. If we know it or not, we need to figure it out. Yeah. And if we will learn the so-called soft skills, I've always hated that. Communication is not soft. It's key to your success. But gosh, if we can wrap around ourselves and get a hold of ourselves and get the training and build our confidence and our grace and beauty and communication, it's what you said. We will have influence. Our initiative will pass. We will have impact. And isn't that why we're here? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, you know, in my coaching, I told um, leaders and managers and even employees that there isn't a project that you're on that you don't have to face changing people's minds. And so because of that, you have to be a leader and leaders lead because they've learned the skills. You said it first, soft skills are really hard skills. They're technical skills. There's no different in, to me, and learning how to use your voice and your presence to influence other people than it is to learn chemistry or engineering or finance. All of those things together are designed to increase productivity, to get to influence others so that the mission is or the vision actually becomes something tangible and real. Beautifully said. It's no less important. And we could say, what if you just invented something and you need funding? But if you can't pitch, and I used to coach contests. Okay, let's not go off on that. That's a tangent. However, let me just mention how poorly, now this is San Francisco, Silicon Valley. There was such an arrogance among these people. They did not prepare. They did not speak well. They did not take any of our feedback Oh my goodness. So guess what? Mm -hmm. You invented something that will uplift, up level, Mm -hmm. heal Mm -hmm. the world, but you can't communicate and ask for money or pitch. Yeah. You will not benefit. You will not have your product out in the world. It will not happen. And what a shame we could say, oh darn, but really, what if it really would have helped a million people or a hundred? And it's because we did not understand the importance. Melinda, do you think that in some ways, this idea of hiding behind our, whatever our expertise is, you know, engineering, business, whatever it is, is actually a defense mechanism from having to work on the hard things of interacting and having relationships with other people? Yes, it is. We're, I think, a lot more tender than we'll ever admit. Yeah. We all have wounds, oh my gosh, that are healing and we get triggered. And the beauty, the grace, the way to move through it, to become what you said, truly an influential leader, someone who does impact their community. 
if we're willing to do that, we can tackle one at a time. Mm-hmm. Get some voice training, then go do something else. Get a technical skill, mm-hmm. a coding class for eight weeks that'll uplevel you in that area. Yeah, yeah. And then go apply that and apply, use your voice. Mm-hmm. I think it is an incredible way for us to hide. Ultimately, does not serve us at all. If you have a dream, if you have a passion, if you want to see things happen, if you want to know that you have impact, then you have to think about this as a 360 skill set. It's not just getting the technical knowledge, but it is being able to practice these things. Just like, you know, if you're an engineer, you didn't just learn how to be an engineer because you didn't practice and try to take apart something or put something together or, right? I mean, really, you know, if you're a scientist, you didn't invent something that's going to cure cancer or um, help us manage diabetes by just doing it once. There was fail, error, fail, you know, and then, oh my God, success. If you're a salesperson, how many no's do you have to go through to get that one yes? This is no difference is what it sounds like. Absolutely. It's so true what you said. We have practiced. There's a reason we call it our coaching practice, Mm -hmm. a doctor's in practice. Mm -hmm. Literally, if we look at that word, that's literally that skill. Mm -hmm. There's a reason we rehearse 12 weeks before we are in the theater on opening night of the show. Yeah. There's a reason at my age and my level of doing this a few years. I still go to my boys coach in LA. Mm-hmm. The singers who are on the Grammys mm-hmm. had a voice coach before that performance. The best people you can think of, Beyonce, Lady Gaga, whoever you think of, I can assure you, they've got their voice coaches. Yeah. yeah. And the more skilled and beautiful they are, the more they're still studying. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes we think it'll be done. Oh, I'll get so great. I'll never have to. That's actually not how it works. Even if you've studied voice for 25, 30 years, or as you said, you're a scientist, tomorrow you might walk into that lab and the 40 years before you, something shifted and you made that cure today. Mm -hmm. You just looked in the microscope and you saw something you haven't seen in 40 years of practice. Mm -hmm. But today you might cure something because of that. Yeah. That's our curiosity, isn't it? And our ability to live in the possibility, as you said, a remarkable leader. Yeah. What a yeah. what a gift we I know. can be to ourselves and everyone else. Yes. Yes. And the legacy that we can leave. Oh, Speaking of that, a beautiful word. How, how do people get a hold of you? They want to talk to you a little bit more about this or your book. Thank you. Milunafausch.com. And I know that'll be in the show notes. So my website is my name and my branding. Reach out on LinkedIn. You'll, you'll find Dr. Miluna Fausch. My book is available at your favorite local bookstore, your woman-owned local bookstore. Yay! Yay! Barnes and Noble, Amazon. You can get that, get that, meaning my book. I would think just about any bookstore. Okay. <laughs> Works for me. Works for me. I'm in the distribution system for all the books. So there we go. (laughs) All right. I want to thank you so much for sharing your wisdom and lessons that you've learned with my audience today. 
you know, guys, if you're you're looking to feeling you want to feel joy and have the ability to truly influence other individuals to be that powerful person that you know in your heart that you can be so that you can do the things that you want. It takes commitment. It takes focus and it takes skill building. I'm hoping that you took away one or two things today that will help you become the leader that you want to be. And with that, it's a wrap. Talk to you next week. Bye. Well, as I said before, this is a wrap. Hey, thank you so much for following me. And if you really, really want to make things better and help me get the word out, please go like this wherever you're listening to your podcast. Follow me on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. All of that's in the show notes. And for doing that, go to my website and click on the uh, network and you'll be able to get some free gifts that will help you figure out how to be the best leader that you can be. As I always say, if you like it, share it. If you don't like it, share it, because I guarantee it will definitely help you become the most remarkable leader you can be.